have no idea how, uh, because I'm sure it was Saturday yesterday, but it's Thursday, Thursday, the 8th of April, and welcome to The Breakfast Show. I'm your host, Mark Anthony, sporting a very, very sexy, deep voice, because I've got a cold. I've been out on site one day, and I've already got a cold. Fantastic. Uh, I'm delighted to report that we've got a special guest joining us today, and I can see him waiting in the wings, so we're going to crack straight through all of this. Um, if you or your company has ever been the victim of an equipment theft or of vandalism, then stick around. You'll want to hear what our guest has to say. And we'll get to that and to the news headlines in just a second. But first, we can't carry on without those all-important celebrity birthdays. So many happy returns to singer, songwriter and son of a quite famous father, Julian Lennon. Uh, and happy birthday also to Guns N' Roses guitarist Izzy Stradlin. Um, for those that know, Izzy famously played on the album Appetite for Destruction, which is surely the unofficial anthem of the demolition industry. We'll be right back after this. If you enjoyed this show, please consider supporting us. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash demolition news. Now, you may have noticed I'm not wearing my usual streamer hat. Instead, I'm sporting this rather fetching number sent to me by the good folks at Lugong Direct UK. And you can win a hat just like it or something else from the extensive Lugong Direct merch range. Um, if I show you this, when I can find it, there you go. Uh, the company is currently hosting a giveaway over on its Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com and search for Lugong Direct UK for details. Now, entirely coincidentally, uh, I was actually on site yesterday with the Lugong Direct UK team, checking out Europe's first 995F DM demolition excavator has been purchased by plant hirer and demolition company French, with two Fs. Uh, we were there to support our good friend and construction collective co-founder Nick Drew uh, of the Digger Man blog and Earth Movers magazine. And you will be able to see a full film of this impressive new machine in action in our next construction collective show at the end of this month. Now, that 95-tonne machine was fitted with a 5.6-cubic-metre rock, uh, rock bucket when I saw it, but it's scheduled to be kitted out with a Miller Quick Hitch, a, sorry, a Miller Quick Hitch, uh, a, a Fortress Shear, and a 7-tonne Rammer 9033 breaker. As I said, you can see the full film in the Construction Collective show that is scheduled to air on Thursday, the 29th of April. As you should all know by now, uh, market intelligence provider, the Builders Conference, keeps its finger on the pulse of the UK construction sector and is generally the first to be, the, uh, to be aware of forthcoming demolition projects. And one such project is the demolition of a pair of buildings at Oldmore Road in Stockport uh, to make way for the extension of a self-storage unit. The client in this instance is Easy Access Self Storage and we understand that Triton Construction is in the running for the new build portion of the works. But first, the existing buildings will need to be carefully demolished. And as it stands today, no, de no demolition contractor has been appointed. You can find out more about this and many other project leads besides over at buildersconference.co.uk. Just knock twice and say that we sent you. Now, I mentioned a guest earlier on, and it's time to get to that. Um, the combined demolition and construction industry regularly gets its high visibility knickers in the twist over the costly issue of equipment theft. But there is a pernicious problem that is just as costly and which really makes the news headlines, and that is the subject of vandalism. Now, I'm delighted to say that our guest today doesn't just know about vandalism and plant theft. His company has also devised a solution. 
Now, if you attended the Hillhead Digital event at the end of March, you'll be aware that one of the breakout stars of the show was a new style of cab guard produced by pioneering plastics company Norplast. Uh, I think it's Norplast. It may well be Norplast, but we're about to find out. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by uh, their sales director, Dave Smith. Um, good morning, Dave. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, I, I, I hope it's Norplast. Norplast. Fantastic stuff. Now, before we get into the meat of this, give me some background on Norplast. It's not a name that I'm familiar with, um, and I, my guess is a lot of the viewers would be thinking likewise. Who and what is Norplast? Well, Norplast is basically it's a it's a northeast um, based fabrication company that was set up back in uh, 1975. Uh, we're part of uh, we're a subsidiary of the ICL Plastics Group, which was set up in uh, 1961. Uh, we were initially set up as a service centre, uh, actually on the riverside in uh, Newcastle. Uh, the idea being at the time we would be supplying acrylic, acrylics, polycarbonates, polypropylene sheets uh, to various industries. You know, and over a period of time, we uh, we actually set up uh, an engineering division uh, and fabrication division and workshop, uh, and it's basically progressed from there. So. You know, once we got the, the actual setup on the fabrication side uh, working, we, we supply various um, sectors, which would be uh, the food industry, pharmaceutical, general engineering. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we make a, a variation of uh, base built products and it's just developed from there, really. I was going to ask, have you had any connection with the um, construction equipment world before before now? Well, we haven't, but uh, what we have got is we, we have worked, uh, done various products for uh, the motor industry, uh, transportation, uh, the, the actual process of how you would, um, whether you bend or shape or generally put any product together is the same really. So, uh, you know, that, that experience sort of transferred onto doing uh, development for construction machines. That was going to be my, my the, the proper opening question, I guess, is how did you come to be making cab guards initially for Hitachi construction machinery? Well, basically what happened was at the, at the very beginning, we got we got the initial inquiry via um, one of Hitachi's subcontractors. Uh, and, that, and once we went through what the product and process would be to develop and uh, create a product that Hitachi was looking for. They didn't have any experience within the actual plastics industry because of a metal fabrication and hydraulic company. So we ended up, they actually asked us and Hitachi invited us to deal with them directly. Um, and, it, and it grew from there really. Well, I think what caught my eye when I first saw this was the fact that it's a very simple, but it, it's also a very elegant solution. Yeah. A question is plastic actually strong enough? Well, it is. If you for a vandal, yeah. If I mean, everything's indestructible at the end of the day, so you know, we we, we use a product, uh, a material which has got excellent chemical resistance, um, it's got very, very good impact resistance, and uh. Also, it's it's suitable for the application. You've also you've also got to take into consideration the cost. There is stronger materials out there on the market, but if you used a material that's just going to blow the price out of the water, it just wouldn't be viable for um, for any machine manufacturer to take the product on. So you've got to you've got to look at it from an overall point of view to use a material that 
suitable for the application, um, also taking into consideration the environment as well and something that can be recycled, which is what we do. And uh, and that's what we came up with. But the because of the actual design, that material, because we can we can form we can code form it and weld it and basically create any shape um, or contour that we that we required for that particular design, it worked out ideal really. So obviously you're not the first people to come up with a cab guard. Uh, there are others on the market. So what marks the digger guard as different from the others that are already on the market? Well, obviously the the other designs that's been out there have been out there for 10 or 15 years. And not only did we speak to Achachi and they asked us to come up with something different, but we also spoke to some of the machine um, higher companies and we also spoke to, more importantly, some of the drivers that sitting in the cabs for six, eight, 10 hours a day. And one of the one of the first things that was highlighted was the fact that, you know, if, if, if a machine's tracking around a building site, um, the old design or concept that's been out there for a long time was a, uh, was a metal cage that was sat on the roof. And one of the problems with a metal cage is that it's, it's clanking and rattling above your head, you know, and after eight or 10 hours a day, the, the poor driver's deaf and, you know, he's in a surrendous. And one of the other, one of the other main points that, that came about was when the machine is tracking as well, the uh, the tube was cracking, and they were getting a lot of fractures uh, and breakages on the on the actual product. Uh, the other, another point, a main point that came up when the the panel design was stored into the uh, into the actual metal cage, there was no protection there, so they filled with filled with water. So one of the one of the worst points, more so in the winter time, is if the driver comes to take the the actual panels out of the out of the cage to put them on the machine, the, the full of, they could be full of water or full of ice or full of snow, uh, you, and you, you, get, you can't use them. You could end up putting cold water on yourself, which also um, it was a health and safety issue. So we decided, that could, could we come up with a product that would reduce the noise, uh, look completely different? Uh, what's quite unique about the Digger Guard product is the fact that the the lid for the box is the front cover for the window. So when you go to store the products, when you come to use your machine in the morning, you can put your, all your panels back into the box and then you've got a sealed lid that goes on top of the box and it, it, it completely protects your product. And uh, that's we, what, why we went for that idea. No, absolutely. As I say, it's a very elegant solution. Um, We've mentioned the fact that this was launched alongside uh, Hitachi, but I assume digger guards are available for other brands as necessary, are they? Well, well, they are. I mean, they're available to to any other manufacturer out there. Obviously, there's a there's a development cost involved, uh, so it would not be viable to to just go out there and do one or two designs uh, to suit a different machine. Uh, if you if you weren't going to do it in numbers, because the the process from design development and into production uh, can be quite labour intensive. However, we do have uh, we do use uh, a 3D scanning system, which is used within the motor trade uh, to to basically 3D scan any machine, which will so we can actually do build the design on CAD and have. More, more or less finished before the uh, the actual panels go onto the machine. So 
that's something else that we've 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 brought in as part of our um, design project uh, going forward. So we can so we can develop that and, and look at other manufacturers as well. But they would need okay. to commit. They would need to commit to numbers and go with the Digger God brand. You couldn't just do it in small numbers. Yeah, on the basis that, that some of the people that, that will be in the market for these won't be manufacturers, they'll be hirers and demolition companies and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you're you're then into the idea of, of coming up with something bespoke. And if that's the case, I mean, with, with your uh, clever scanning equipment, how long does it take to produce a, a, a set for a, a new machine, for example? Well, you, at this moment in time, depending on what resources you have available, you, you can, it's possible to do it in maybe two to three weeks. To do a, to do a design for a for a new machine, which is not bad at all, is it? It isn't bad. bad. At all. It isn't bad. It's uh, if you've got available, if you've got a machine available, it's ideal. If you've got the the opportunity to get a machine that's close by, you know, logistically, hopefully, it's not too far away. Um, it, it it is, you know, it is feasible to do it in a two to three week period. <laughs> I mentioned at the outset that you were one of the breakout stars, not you personally, but your company was one of the breakout stars of the Hillhead Digital. Um, what's been the, the response like from, from that first show? Well, it, we obviously last year and this year, the show was cancelled, but I know when we, we initially went to the first show, you know, it was, it was we, we did get some uh, very good responses uh, and we, we did get a lot of interest. Uh, in the in the Digger God product, but obviously when we done the first show, we didn't have the um, the new product in place. So it was, but obviously since it's come on board, uh, the response has been really really good, and there is a lot of interest there. So you know who knows what the future will bring. Oh, that's fantastic. Dave, look, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, if anybody wants to find out more, you should be seeing um, the web address for diggerguard.com scrolling across, across the bottom of the screen there. Um, obviously, they are based in the northeast, so if you can't note that down, you can find them, I'm sure, via Google. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, good luck with the new product. Uh, look forward to hearing more as they start to be installed. Thanks for your time. Have a safe day. Cheers. All the best. Cheers now. As I say, uh, you should still be seeing that um, scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Uh, I do wish uh, the Norplast team every success with that new product. Now, yesterday afternoon, while I was still thawing out from my trip to see that new Lugong excavator in, in action, I received a word that a rival publisher had gone into liquidation. Now, given my hint history with that publisher, my default reaction was to press um, the big button that I've got on my desk marked Jeff Goldblum. Of course they know what the Jeff Goldblum button does. Um, you, you do know what the Jeff Goldblum button does, right? Um, oh, well, look, look, here's a, here's a, I wasn't going to do this, but here's what happens when I press the Jeff Goldblum button. Now, I wasn't planning to do that for two very good reasons. The first is that, as the saying goes, extinguishing somebody else's candle will not make your own burn any brighter. And the second reason is that we're all grown-ups here. Uh, male or female, we're all sporting our big boy trousers, and we all know how this is going to play out. Limited companies go into liquidation all the time. Uh, the directors are absolved of all their previous sins, their slates are wiped clean, and they're back here again in a day or two. Same address, same staff and a slightly different company name. 
it's actually the suppliers and the subcontractors that are left to carry the financial burden. It shouldn't be that way. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, I was co-founder of a company that went into liquidation back in 2006, but the record shows, and it does, it's there if you care to take a look, uh, the record shows that all of our staff, our suppliers, our freelancers, printers and mailing house were all paid in full. It took me a while, but no one was left out of pocket, aside from me. Now, I'm not suggesting for one moment that I'm unique or in any way especially honourable. Just this week, uh, and this is absolutely true, uh, I received the final settlement of a business debt incurred more than two years ago. Uh, the person that owed me that money is an honourable man. He called me regularly, he promised me that the debt would be cleared, and while it annoyed the hell out of my accountant to have a debt outstanding for that long, the money arrived eventually. Sadly, that's not how these things generally play out. All too often, these companies bounce back with a speed that must be like salt on the wounds of those left out of pocket by the demise of the original company. I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Now, uh, as this show was longer than our usual morning episodes, uh, about twice as long actually, I'm going to wrap this one up for now. I'd like to say a big thank you to Dave Smith at Norplast for joining us on the show. Big thanks also to Charlotte Brown for the hat and her colleagues at Lugon Direct UK. And to my mate Nick Brew um, for giving me such a great day out on site yesterday. It was cold, but it was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow, 10 a.m. sharp. Until then, have a great day, stay safe, and I'll see you on the morrow. Thanks for watching.